morning is Dave and Jeff. It is January 11th, 2022. Well, in a normal year, it would be hot stove league. Yeah. and But it's not. Damn. But in the athletic today, Dennis Lynn did something really fun, David, because you're the n- most negative bastard about this team I know. I'm going to tell you. People- Robert Fick is coming back. I knew it. Woo. No. People sent their trade proposals to Dennis Lynn. And I I have my opinion on all of these, but you, like I said, continue to be the most negative guy. Really? Because Coach is telling me we need to get Alex Dickerson as our DH. Oh, boy. Nelson Cruz is done. Who would you rather have? Yeah, Nelson Cruz is 58. All right, so here are the some of these trade proposals. I have no idea where these people come from. Yeah. But I'm going to pitch these to you. Go and ahead. This is the game. Who says no? Okay. Padres or the other team? Okay. First one comes from Philip. He suggests the following trade with the Oakland A's. Okay. Robert Hassel III. Yep. Ryan Weathers. Shortstop Jackson Merrill, who's one of their top prospects. Other shortstop Victor Acosta to the Athletics for Matt Olson and Sean, uh, is it Manaya? Manaya. Yeah. So it gives San Diego a starting pitcher, and it gets Matt Olson at first. You know what's interesting? It's exactly the trade that the A's would make. That's the trade yeah. the A's would make because those are all contracts that are in their wheelhouse, right? Yep. I like that trade. If you're able to pull that trade out. I'm a big Matt Olson fan. Manaya is great. Here's the here's from what I understand, and I don't have anyone's contract in front of me. Uh, Olson is a freak. Like they have all the rumors of Olson of uh, Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. I could see the Dodgers trying to pull off the Olsen deal. You right. know? Yeah. He's that good of a player. Manaya is really good. I think Manaya is controllable through 2025. It doesn't really go into how far they're controlled. Manaya yeah. threw two complete game shutouts in 2021. Yeah. Which means he'd get here and have Tommy John April the 11th. <laughs> but. Uh, I like that trade. I do. I don't, again, I didn't hear you mention Hosmer. No, I mean, that's, I, no, I, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you have to do something else for him to get rid of him. Who's taking him? Uh, Just tell him to leave. We'll pay you to leave. Yeah, uh, so. I like that trade. Do you like that trade? Uh, hassle. I mean, listen, you're getting yeah. you're getting two legit guys. You're, you're going to have to give up you're something. You're getting two proven legit guys. This is what's funny to me is I believe this is Den- uh, Steve Berman, who covers the A's, wrote. Yeah. Uh, they probably the A's would probably be shaky on Weathers in that deal. If you traded out Chris Paddock, the A's might be tempted enough to say yes. Wow, I absolutely put Paddock in. Yeah, so I'd rather now, keep Weathers over Paddock. Yeah, so now you're looking at it and you go, okay, uh, the guys that we talked about, Merrill's young, Acosta's young, so it becomes hassle. Well, you got to give up something to get yes. something, man. So, yeah, if you're getting those two guys, that may be a deal that you're looking at. All right, here you go. Now this gets interesting. Good. Just mentioned Hosmer. Eric Hosmer. This is from Jason B. Okay. Eric Hosmer and Luis Camposano to the Cubs for Wilson Contreras and Jason Hayward. Give me that again. Okay. So I'm going with the shit guys first. The shit guy. Go Hosmer ahead. and Camposano. Uh, okay. So for Wilson Contreras and Jason Hayward. <sighs> You're really what you're the what you want is is Contreras. You don't want Jason yeah. Hayward. Yeah, and they don't want Hosmer. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't think 
I don't think either one of those teams would pull that trade. I don't think so either because yeah. they already got about nine yeah. catchers here. I don't so. think either one of those teams would pull that trade. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hayward's contract adds a lower AAV, 23 to 18 million, but two more years of a big deal to their books and about 26 million in total. Uh, I don't think either side goes. Yeah, I think that was one of those bad deals for uh, basically for Theo. Uh, for yeah, Jason, Jason Hayward. Hayward in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see here. All right. This one gets pretty interesting. Uh, this is from Will H. Okay. Mackenzie Gore, James Wood, starting pitcher Ethan Elliott, and shortstop Victor Acosta to the Pirates for outfielder Brian Reynolds. Oh, boy. No, I don't think the Pirates trade him. You say the Pirates say no to that I deal. say the Pirates say see, no. See, that's what I would think. If I'm San yeah. Diego, I do that deal. I oh, yeah, like Brian well, Reynolds. Everyone does. He's an all-star. He's yeah. the only thing you have that would give you a reason to go to the ballpark. Yeah. So now, if you're Pittsburgh, pretty good, right? But Wood's a young guy, and and I don't. Uh, I think Acosta, we already talked about, is pretty young. Uh, Reynolds is 27 and has four seasons of team control remaining. All-star. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking at this saying Pirates wouldn't be a contender until 24-25. That makes him 30 at that point. But uh, still... They think, won't be a contender then either. Got news for you. Yeah. I would go after that guy, though. I would I would be really, really interested to see what uh, they would want. Okay. Uh, uh, Ryan Weathers. Yes. And this is, again, from Will H. Will H is making deals all over this place. We know a Will H. Think it's him? Do we? From Point Loma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never knew him, but go by Will. He doesn't. I don't want to be embarrassed in case you read his notes on there. Uh, Ryan Weathers and a guy I don't know. I would defer to uh, David J. or John Conniff. But uh, Ryan Weathers and Uribe Angeles. Okay. Infielder to the Blue Jays for Goriel. There's your first baseman, right? Um, Fuck, I love that kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do that. His brother's a little racist, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think anything is an upgrade for Hosmer, right? We just want Hosmer out. We want someone else playing first base. Yeah, it says Angelus is a top 10 prospect. Again, I defer But to, he's an infielder. Where's he going to play? Right. Where, where the fuck is he yeah. going to play? <laughs> what kind of shift are we running? And Guriel could play left. Yeah, you can. 28, multiple team-friendly <clears throat> seasons left yeah. on his contract. Good player. Yeah. I don't see the Blue Jays making that deal. No. Uh, okay. Who says no? Both teams. Yeah, wait. Uh, it's funny you just said that, man. I'm off on this on the Guriel because um, Guerrero Junior was playing third. I mean, first last year. No, but I said he could play yeah, left. He, yeah, but where did Guriel play? Am I, that, I thought he played the outfield. Yeah, you're probably right. God dang it! I fucked that up. I didn't watch Sorry it. about that. That's all right. All right. Uh, I was apologizing. Will H. That. You're screaming at their. I'd like to know podcast. if Will H.'s boss knows what the fuck he's doing all day. But I love these <laughs> things. I love when they make these trades. And again, <laughs> what the fuck? Are you doing all day? Yeah. Uh, Can imagine if it's something important, too. Uh, like, like, guy really is one of those guys shouldn't be fucking around at work. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Weathers, Contreras, starting pitcher, Pedro Avila to the Twins for Max Kepler. Let me just tell you right now, no fucking way the Twins are making that trade. Yeah, you would know. No fucking way. Yeah. Kepler will get him a, a good, decent return. and uh, Yeah, they're not doing that. Now, this one. Yeah, this is we got a couple to the Angels. This is from Mike B. Good. Ryan Weathers and Hassan Kim to the Angels for Brandon Marsh. Oh, that's funny. 
boy, it's funny how Ryan Weathers is in all these, huh? Yeah. If I'm I would the, do that. Yeah, I would I would do that. I think that's a deal that could happen. And you get out from under Kim's contract. Yeah. I think that's a deal that might actually happen. This says, who says no, the Angels. Now, we've watched the Angels. Just a couple more of these. I like this. Uh, Mackenzie Gore to the Angels straight up for Joe Adele. This one I look at, Dave, and that is so interesting. Yeah. Because you're talking yeah. about two guys that were both top prospects yep. for their individual team and have done nothing to this point when, I mean, Adele has been in the bigs. Gore has not. Yep. But they have definitely tapered off, and enthusiasm for both guys has definitely tapered off. I still like Joe Adele, and for me, I would go check that out. And the Padres need an outfielder. They, yeah. they don't have the money to spend, meaning the, the room and the cap right now, basically, without getting killed in luxury tax, go get that outfielder. Adele is affordable. So would you do that? Go I would for both those guys. I think I the think chain I, of scenery would be great. Yeah, and the Angels are always looking yeah. for pitching. I mean, when you think of Adele, <laughs> you think of a guy that twice the ball hit his glove and it bounced over the fence. Yeah, fuck. I mean, there's not even a highlight of something good. You just go, this fucking guy. Uh, Will Myers to the Red Sox for Jackie Bradley Jr. and a low-level prospect. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd yeah, keep I Will. It's... Jackie Bradley Jr. can't hit for shit. Yeah, and you only got one year left on that deal. All right, that's all of them. So, yeah. Uh, I, like things... the, I like that. Uh, it's not a bad deal. I don't know how many of those trades make the Padres that much better to say they're going to win the division with that trade. Well, did you hear uh, congratulations to all the different... I was right. I had the ESPN part right. I did not have... As I was putting it together, people, it was so funny. I tried to get shit out of guys at 1090, and they acted like, you know, that they were uh, signing Howard Stern to come over there. Like, calm the fuck down, okay? You're still goddamn 1090. But I, I was able to get the ESPN thing put together. Yeah. And to me, I would have put Kaplan in middays. Now, they have a Rosh Markazi, and that fucking show's not doing anything for anybody. No. They got to put Kaplan in there noon to three, and then then we got a horse race. That'd be something else if Kaplan was doing two live shows a day. Oh, see, maybe that's the <clears> thing too. But you know what? Don't be a bitch, Scott. Okay, come just on, fucking man up. You're just sitting down talking. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Browner and Padilla carry that show, anyways. Just like the way Br used to. Scott knows it. <laughs> if he's honest with himself. Um, but I am very happy for those guys. <laughs> Because the part that we got right was Mike Greenberg in the morning. Yes. Now, Ben mm -hmm. and Steve will do great. They'll always do great because they're local and they do a great show. But it was fun yesterday when coaches are getting fired that you could go to Mike Greenberg and Adam Schefter's on breaking down anything. Yeah. Sorry. I love Rich and Steve. That show did nothing. I heard them say they were tired and not feeling well. On day one. Day one. I'm tired. Rich is, yeah. Yeah, I was working in the ER all night. What about you? I, me too. I was working in the ER all night. No, I wasn't. No. Neither one of them were doing anything I was important. chopping wood. It's day one. Yeah. So. <laughs> one piece of advice for a morning show. You never say on the air how tired you are. No, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody Everyone cares. else who's waking up is fucking dead tired. Yeah. Your job is to get them going. Yeah. You assholes. You assholes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Steve and Ben will be fine. Dan Patrick shows boring. The Best yeah. and worst of the weekend, enough. But yesterday, as coaches are getting fired, what was going to happen? Yeah. They were doing a bit on 97.3, so you come back and you go, fuck, there's Schefter. And today there's Dan Graziano breaking down the coaches. But Greenberg does what all these goddamn shows do. And it's, uh, hey, let's go to the guys on the crew. 
Albert, what do you think? Well, nobody, who the fuck's Albert? Why do I care? So from seven, when I get in the car right before seven to like 720, it's usually a pretty good interview. And especially right now, I mean, I'm a Vikes fan. Yeah. I've waited for Mike Zimmer to be out of there. And your GM got fired. Yeah. So he's Schefter's on, Dan Graziano's on, and he's getting all those guys. So that's pretty good. Not bad. Well, here's the deal. We don't want to acknowledge in San Diego that there are any NFL fans, right? We just ignore it. Even though we just told you the 75 of the top 100 shows were all NFL games. Yeah. People are watching the NFL. You're paying attention. Even for the people that that claim they hate the Chargers and now love watching Charger football just for them to lose, whatever, you're still interested in what's going on. So you can sit there and lie to yourself all you want. People are paying attention to the NFL in every single city. Doesn't matter if you hate the Chargers and hate Dean, no matter what. So, yeah, there, there's some things going, that are going on. Then there was a major news when you talked about all the changes. Nobody saw Brian Flores getting fired. No. Nobody saw it. That was the big shocker. Everything else, whether it was Matt Nagy or it was Zimmer, is anybody else, you just sit there and go, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. But then when Flores goes, then you start thinking, well, shit, my team's looking for a coach. Right. So here's a guy that. And what happens with Harbaugh? Because of Stephen Ross. Exactly right. And Stephen Ross said that he wasn't pursuing him. Right, because he's a big Michigan donor. He wants yeah. to see him stay there. So here's the deal. If you're, let me ask you this question. If you're Stephen Ross, I'm asking you to be Stephen mm-hmm. Ross today. You're old as fuck. Okay. Yeah. You got a shitload of money. You haven't yep. won for shit. It's the Miami Dolphins. It used to be one of the top organizations. <clears throat> yep. If you think Harbaugh is actually going in the NFL, wouldn't you rather have him in Miami than have him with the Bears or the Raiders? Well, if I'm a huge Michigan guy, as Stephen Ross is, I'm looking yeah. at the fact and go, well, he beat Ohio State once. So yeah. how many times is he going to beat New England? He, well, he has a higher winning percentage in the NFL than even Bill Belichick. Yeah. He was that good of a head coach with the Niners. Uh, from what? Sh- Gross- what do you do if you're a Harbaugh? I'll ask you that question, too. I think I'd take off. Yeah, I would. The chances of you winning a national championship when Dude. you finally beat Ohio State. Look, I, I think, and this isn't me doing reverse psychology. Yeah. I think the Raiders lose this weekend. I'm very concerned. I agree with you. Because they already got the shit kicked out of them earlier this year by the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know how well they'll do against Mixon. Joe Burrow is pretty fun, and we saw what Chase did yeah. a couple of weeks ago, right? And you're going on the road, and I think the Raiders go, and I don't think they win that game, yeah. unfortunately. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that part. I'm not worried about Carr or any of that. For the cold, but it's crazy, Dave, when you think that that team has made the playoffs just one time since the playoff game here. And that was six years ago against the Texans that they lost the wild card game. That's the only time before this coming weekend that the Raiders have been in the playoffs since that goddamn Barrett Robbins Super Bowl. Yeah. But if if I had to predict what happens, I think the Raiders lose this weekend against Cincinnati. And I think it doesn't take long before Jim Harbaugh is named the head coach of the Raiders. You think it's the Raiders, yeah, not the I Bears? Think, no, I, I Graziano said, to, I mean, oh, if you watch that dipshit uh, McCaskey talking yeah. yesterday, yeah. God damn, I, I wouldn't let that guy run the, the goddamn steak and shake. <laughs> what a fucking asshole that guy was. He didn't know shit from Shinola. What a dumb shit. If you gave me a list of 100 guesses, the answer is to what he couldn't run. I wouldn't have gotten a steak and shake in 100. (laughs) (laughs) He's a complete idiot. So that, and and Dan Graziano said today, 
on the Mightier 1090 ESPN 1090, whatever the fuck they call those guys. Is it just 1090 ESPN 1090? They should I have no be idea. just ESPN 1090, but goddamn Bill. Bill can't give up the Mightier 1090. He Is just that right? They still yeah, say it? fuck it. I love Bill. Fuck it. Bill Egg is a good egg, dude. <laughs> uh, we'll circle back to him in a second. That fucking guy, Dave. That guy is right up our alley. That's why we like this guy. But for me, yeah. Harbaugh is a Vegas guy. He's not going to Chicago. Graziano said today Good. he's not going there. Good. So now it comes down to would Ross bid for him in Miami to go down there? Yeah. We they're in the they're in the South, right? Who are you talking Dolphins. about? The Dolphins are in the East. So they would be with the Jets, the Patriots, yep. and the Ravens? And the Bills. And the, fuck, dude. So that's pretty tough outside the Jets. <laughs> it's always that way, yes. But if you go to the West, right, you come to the Raiders. It's pretty tough. Uh, what's Denver going to do? Well, the rumor is, okay, Denver pulled a crazy smart move. That they're going to get Nathan Hackett and they, bring Rodgers? They asked for, for people aren't aware, Denver asked for permission from Green Bay to interview both the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Guys who were tight with Aaron Rodgers. And they did it with, um, did they do it with Buffalo too, with Leslie Frazier and, and Brian Dable? I didn't know if they did it with Dable. So I think Dable should be a head coach. I think Dable's very good at what he does. He's the offensive coordinator with the Bills. All right, so, God dang, imagine, though. Okay, let's play the game. Yeah. <laughs> Since you brought it up, imagine the quarterbacks in the AFC West of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Carr. Pretty fun. Dude, it's ridiculous. But I think if I'm Harbaugh, I'm looking at that Raiders job thinking, uh, that's where I can go and I can win. Yeah. And I'm in Vegas. See, I, I agree with you. Right now, I think if I'm Harbaugh, I'm going to the place that has a quarterback yeah. over Miami. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with the car. Now, the thing that scares me about Harbaugh coming to the Raiders is it could be Gruden 2.0, where he thinks, I got to run all personnel. I have to have saying that, right? And Or he keeps Mike Mayock. Uh, but I don't know. So that might be part of it where you go, eh, let him go to Miami, right? I think, honestly, Harbaugh's in a situation where, as dumb as this might sound, it's easier for him to win in the NFL than it is for him to win in college football. Yeah. It's just there are too many barriers you got to get through. You got to get through Ohio State and the SEC and Clemson and all these teams with the recruiting that do a better job than people you're trying to bring to Ann Arbor. Let's let me ask you right now: Who do you think gets? Um, who do you think the next Raiders head coach is, or is it Basaccia? No, I don't think it's Basaccia. I don't. I don't think it's Basaccia. I think they'll end up regretting that. I think right now yeah. they're running on adrenaline kind of a deal of hey let's do this us against the world bullshit and i think uh i think mark davis he goes to pf changs for the hot yeah. waitresses and he wants the hot coach yeah I, and that's what he did before right he's yeah. done it a few times don't yeah. he went with del rio which was a big name guy at the time went with gruden and i think you're right i was thinking the for the longest time it was the but i don't think it's the I, I think it's harbaugh i think harbaugh goes to vegas i think the to denver oh that's he's the colorado guy yeah, that's true and I think that, I think for Pat Bowen, and I think they look at what he's done yeah. with Andy Reid, and I think he goes there. I hope he gets hired somewhere. Number one, I think he de- deserves it. I mean, they've been dominating. They won the division yeah. six years in a row, right? Yeah. And then you go, just get him the fuck out of there. Just something to break up what Kansas City's been doing. Yeah. And then uh, I think Doug Peterson ends up uh, as the guy in Minnesota. Wow. You think Doug Peterson goes, that's not a bad call. I mean, hell, he has a resume. And then I'll take uh, Leslie Frazier for the Bears. Okay. 
as a guy who was there in the NFC. And then the Dolphins job to me, I don't know. Right? I mean, it could be one of those guys like we talked about. Yeah. Brian Dable or Nathan. It's Nathan Hutchinson, right? Dude from Green Bay. Is it Hutchinson or Hackett? I don't, who am I, what am I thinking? No. Ah, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, my, Paul Hackett's kid. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you might be right. I think that kid is Paul Hackett's okay. kid. But anyways, I think it's that. And so you go from there. That's, yeah, that, that's, um, I don't know, man. It's exciting. Oh, wait, then the Giants and the job. Giants so. job. To me, the Giants job, I could see them grabbing Dable, uh, Brian Dable from from the Bills. Yeah. But they, they got to go in and get a GM, like the Vikes have to do, yeah. like the Bears have to do, right? Yep. Thank God they got rid of that dope Joe Judge today, right? Joe Judge. It was, that was a bad hire from the beginning. The Jets have a bad hire as well. And you go, it's, it's New York. I mean, the, those two teams have struggled for the longest time. It's, uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. But I tell you what, Hackett is, uh, he's young. He's only, well, young. He's 42. But he's, uh, it's amazing, these guys. Started off as a coach in 2003 at UC Davis. And here he is, man, could be a head coach right now. Well, I guess about 20 years. Dude, you know who? You're right. He is the son of uh, Paul, Hackett. Of Paul Hackett. The guy, now this is fun for a lot of us. The guy who may sneak in and get one of those jobs is Kevin O'Connell. You think so? I saw his name today floated for a couple of different jobs. And that all of a sudden becomes really, I mean, just on a personal level, right? A dude that we've known. Yeah. Dude, I've known him since he was at LCC. Dude, it's so crazy to think of where he's at if he becomes a head coach for the fact he was drafted after Tom Brady has already been an NFL veteran Yeah, to be his backup. Yeah, Tom Brady's still fucking playing, and this guy's gone through everything and now could be a head coach while Tom Brady's still playing quarterback in the NFL. Boy, I tell you what, man, and, and I know people hear it all the time. I I don't know right now if you look at him and you go, because he's pretty young. He's got to be 40 by now. God, like, he he's got to be 40. Be fucking... Dude, he's got to be mid-40s by now. No, he can't, can't be mid-40s. Fucking um, Brady's uh, mid-40s. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, he's not 40 yet. Fuck, what is he? 35? Right Fuck is he? Uh, let's see. I remember he came and hung out with us in 2007. He's born in 85. 85. Okay, so he'll be 36, 37. 37. He'll be 37 on May 25th. Yeah. Fuck. Um, dude, a guy who played for Belichick, was there with Brady, went and did media where he was really, really good. Was Fuck he a quarterback's coach with the Browns? Right? Then yep. came to the Rams. Now he's OC with the Rams. Yeah. Is he really OC with the Rams or is McVay call everything? Well, it's the B enemy thing. Yeah. Good call. It's the same thing, right? Because one of the, which seems really, really unfair to Eric B enemy, but one of the talk is, well, is B enemy Matt Nagy 2.0? Yep. And is it like what we've seen? With Patricia and other guys that have come from the Belichick coaching tree, right? And sometimes they get there and you realize, well, it was all about Belichick. I don't think that's fair to Eric Bieniemy, who's done a lot of different jobs in the NFL and deserves the opportunity to be a head coach. But uh, okay, let me give you a couple names you didn't mention. Even okay, do you see them getting a, getting one of these jobs? Raheem Morris. Do you see him getting a job? Uh, man. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. Because, dude, right? Him and Byron Leftwich in Tampa? That's a, that. Well, yeah. I mean, Byron Leftwich, do you see him going to Jacksonville? We used to play as oh. the new head coach. I don't think Josh McDaniels leaves. Nope. Okay. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. 
Uh, hot name. I'm going to say Kellen Moore one more year out. Okay. Or Kellen Moore to the Giants. But, right, I think Kellen Moore could be a guy you look at for the Giants, Dave, that they go and cherry pick him away from Jerry. That'd be interesting. Okay. And then um, yeah, <laughs> at the same time, uh, Quinn, Dan Quinn from the, the Cowboys defense. Well, and one thing with Dan Quinn is if you're the Giants and you go, fuck, we can't go with another guy, right? We went Pat Shermer. We went with Ben McLeod. Now we just went with Joe Judge. These are all first-time guys that lasted two years. Yeah. Maybe that's where if you're if you're John Mara and and Steve Tisch, you look at that and go, we got to go get an established guy. We have to go get a guy that's coached in the league, and that might be where a Dan Quinn uh, gets the opportunity to go. Here's the the interesting thing is that so many people are saying now, if you're hiring a coach that you want to stay away from a defensive coach. You want to go offense. You want to go yeah. uh, uh, The NFL's built for offense. The rules are now yeah. tailored for offense. Don't waste your time with his defensive guys anymore. No, I mean, Mike Zimmer had done a great job defensively in Cincinnati. And Belichick's a defensive guy. Yeah. But, well, Belichick's just different, right? Pete, different, Carroll, different. Pete Carroll's a different guy. Yeah. But when you look at what Zimmer did, yeah. Fuck, he ruined the offense because he couldn't stay out of the way. He went through 19 different offensive coordinators over there. And then at the end of uh, the year, his defense fell apart. He yeah. couldn't do anything. So, to me, get an offensive guy like what you see with McVay, like what you see with Andy Reid, right? Those kind of guys. And then let them go hire a good defensive mind, a defensive coordinator and get the fuck out of the way. It's it's uh, it's exciting. It is exciting. You have two teams that you follow that are looking for a head coach. Yeah, that's that's kind of nuts. All right. Do you know what the anniversary is tomorrow? Besides mine, uh, what's the I, big what's the big date tomorrow? Okay, hang on. I got to think about this. Is tomorrow the day I got COVID. <laughs> when you tried to murder me a year ago, <laughs> I think be. it is. It might be there. You have like three dates in the last year's calendar where I tried to take you out and was unsuccessful. Is it the thirteenth tomorrow? No, tomorrow's the twelfth. January 12th. And it's sports related? Yes. I feel like I should know this. You should. This is a big day. Uh, can you give me the year? No. If I give you the year, it's going to give it away. But I'll tell you this. When I give you what it is, a lot of people are going to be say, fuck you, right at right at this podcast. Is this the day we fucking traded for Matt Kemp? No. Okay. I'll, gi I'll give you the year. 2017. 2017. Oh, shit. Really? Five-year anniversary of the Chargers fuck. announcing they're leaving San fuck. Diego for Los Angeles. Ah, fuck. <laughs> that sucks, man. You know, that just... I'm down in that area. In what area? Over by uh, Chargers Park. Okay. I'm down in that area. Dave, you just drive by, and you you just remember how optimistic people were. But I, I gotta... I, I hate to... That sucks. I'm sorry for all of you. But this is the thing that I don't understand why it's impossible for this city to figure out. I okay. just, I don't get it. Everywhere I looked on social media after the Raiders win Sunday night, there was nothing but tweet after tweet after tweet. Thank God Dean was on the field to see that. Can I tell you something? And whether you want to listen to it or not, Makes no impact on me. But I'll tell you, I've never been more right about anything. If you believe that, you're wrong. Now, I'm sure Dean was upset in the moment. Dean is the epitome of a Teflon guy. Yeah, he is. He is a Teflon guy. And 
He is not Jerry Jones. He is not Al Davis. He's not Art Modell or any of these other George Steinbrenner. He's not any of that. No. And I would tell you that he probably, damn it. It's all all an act. He doesn't know shit. He probably didn't, I mean, like I don't want to say he didn't give a fuck. But this idea that he's like, what the hell are we doing? He did none of it. None of it impacted him. By Monday, he was fishing pole over the shoulder. <laughs> and him and John were walking down that dirt road, whistling the Andy Griffith show. You D- fucking nuts if D- you think this guy. You think Dean pays someone to put the worm on the hook? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Ed. Touching that shit. Ed. Hey, he's. <laughs> God, it's a squirmy one. God, fucking what else does Ed McGuire do all day? Um, but I, it's like I just, I hate to do this to you, but I do it on a with as the great Ringo Starr says, with peace and love. <laughs> I do it to help you. Yes, he's not at all who you think he is. San Diego is so far in his rearview mirror. All of you are in his rearview mirror. They showed we went. Uh, did that tour of SoFi. They're like, here's Dean's suite. It's unbelievable. Dean has a suite, and Stan Kroenke has a suite. Yeah. There's one guy in all of Los Angeles that can get into both of them. Only one guy. Kroenke owns the stadium. Yeah. He never goes into Dean's. He doesn't give a shit. Dean has no business in Kroenke's. And on the tour, they tell you, yeah, there's one person who's got an access to both of them, and it's LeBron. No way. Yeah, and she said, I don't know what LeBron did. He's awesome. We love him. I'm a Laker fan. He's the only guy who's got an access pass for both suites. Dude, how cool is that? Yeah. That's cool. But but for all of you that sit there and think Dean just goes home and lets his oatmeal get cold because he's thinking about everything that went wrong in every minute in those five years, none of it happens. I just, we'll get Yaffe in here one night and I'll I'll confirm it with a guy who worked for him for 20 years. He doesn't care. No. He's making a shitload of money and now I know all the money is coming due and his sister's suing him. Yeah, I guarantee he's fucking worried about that. He should be. But as far as looking back, when he walks into SoFi, yeah. you fuckers weren't building anything down here. You no, can't get can the I, goddamn- can shit. You can't get the 30-foot limit lifted in goddamn Point Loma. Why don't you worry about your own business, Pete and Meddy? You fucking guys can't get anything done in Point Loma, and you're laughing at Dean? Dean's in a big new stadium. Fuck. Oh. Meddy's like, I'm in Dallas. What are you doing giving me shit for? I tell you what. Your Uncle Pete doesn't get shit done. Oh. Steve moved to Arizona because he knew nothing could get done here. Verissimo. He got out. But I like that he tells everybody to stay safe because he's classy. But he knows he had to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I just, Dave, this attitude that Dean's sitting there and so upset by the loss. No, I think, who, okay, who do you think took it the hardest? That wasn't a player. Uh, Tom Telesco, I 100%. Agree with you. I was going to say Tom Telesco took it the hardest. And, and I tell you, for me, the reason he takes it the hardest, he knows he wasted another year of Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's yeah. getting older, and he's like, this is an opportunity. We have an elite wide receiver. And he's sitting there going, okay, we have to think about next year's moves. It's not because of fucking Joey Bosa. That's for sure. He's probably thinking, 
I'm going to dump Joey Bosa and save yeah. the money. This fucking guy has been a disappointment. But it's, it's Keenan Allen is the one you wasted a year of his talent. Who did I see? Somebody had an interview today with Mike Lombardi. It might have been Hartman and Ornberger. Mike Lombardi said if uh, any of the guys that he worked for in the NFL would have fired Staley yesterday. Yeah. So he would have been gone. It's funny. I had so many people say the same thing to me. Because uh, Mike Lombardi said, and I didn't know this, but it's easy to believe that Staley's looked at as an arrogant guy. Yeah. And he goes, oh, we would have fired him immediately. I don't know about that. Rex Ryan just laid into that fucker like you wouldn't believe. Rex Ryan. How about that? Because the problem is it's a little guy with the little hat. Guy's not even a D3 coach. The little guy with the little hat. I'm like, who the fuck's he talking about? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Fuck. I could never be on that show. He said that. That little guy with that little hat. Cost them two games. Cost them the Raider game and the Chiefs game. At least two. It's the only two games we watched. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, he's an arrogant little prick, isn't he? He's a guy that comes back from Vegas and says straight out, I lost the kid's fucking college fund. Yeah. Where's the next Gamblers Anonymous meeting? Because I'm a fucking wreck. (laughs) Is that Salisbury steak ready yet? (laughs) It's got another two minutes. I just flipped it. (coughs) Fuck. That's what you said four minutes ago. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking asshole. But I just, well, thank God Dean was on the field to see it. Dean didn't know what the fuck he was watching. <laughs> he doesn't know. You get more fucking uh, personality. Out of, who's that fucking guy at the puppets? Jeff Dunham? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever Jeff Dunham has his hand up his ass. Probably would have taken that loss harder than Dean fucking did. You're and and right. I don't know why it's so hard for all of you to understand. He's not locked in. He just watch when you see him. He has the same fucking pose for twenty five goddamn years. Where's the same clothes for twenty five years? Same clothes. The khakis, the button up, the dark jacket, and he just walks with his hands in his pockets, says hi to everybody. Right? Never big times anybody. No. And then it's fucking over. Dean goes to Norm's, gets country fried steak. And that's it. God damn. Goes to Norm's. That's his new place. Yeah. Goes and hangs out. Uh, I just felt so bad for everybody. Yeah. Did you learn anything for Christ's sake? Nothing. Oh, my God. Am I wrong on any of that? No, my favorite thing right now is imagining Dean sitting in a booth at Norm's making outstanding food since 1932. Dude, Dean's asking for the fucking kids menu so he can do the word search. Can I get some more of those butter pats? They're square. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with the paper? Do I put it on my plate or do I put it on the table? I just put it on my head. Do you guys have Yoo-Hoo? Oh, for Christ's sake, Dino. We just lost. What are you doing in here? All right. I love a Roy Rogers. <laughs> These glasses ah, of orange juice are small. Can I have two? Yeah. You have a green crayon trying to do the word search. <laughs> <laughs> There's, <laughs> dude, there are, yeah. There are goddamn farmers in Nebraska more impacted by that loss because they were fucking betting on DraftKings. Then Dino was impacted. I, I hate to be the one to tell you. We fucking dealt with him a lot. And that, you talk about the million dollar stare. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Dino, you good? Yeah. You good? Ah, you don't fucking care. You fucking asshole. Shut up. Let's get this shit going, Herm. Play the music. Oh my gosh. The fucking... Let me get this fucking bag of rocks out of here. <laughs> trying to imagine Dean playing word search with the grand. Yeah. Tom Telesco's like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing with this guy. Call, call time. What the fuck? Call time out. What's a, what's a three? Oh, my God. What's a three-letter word for feline? It's a fucking cat, Dean. God damn it. AG, hey, can you get him the fuck out of here? Be the one fucking productive thing you've done 15 years. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing for for the Chargers. I'll just, just ask you, since they went back. By the way, the Chargers started in L.A. in 1960. One year, for Christ's sake. 1960, they started in L.A. They were 10-4 and four that year. Okay. Okay. They played, they lost the AFL championship game to the Oilers. Uh, they love losing to the they Oilers. They love the Oilers. <laughs> now, here's, here's the crazy thing. They lose that game 24-16, then they leave. They move to San Diego a year yep. later. Coming down. They only average like 5,000 people in the yeah. fucking Coliseum. Jesus Christ. So they, they leave. They come here in 1961. They leave after the 2016 season, 2017, 18, 19, 2021, 20, all in LA. Okay. As we all yep. know. Off the top of your head, do you think the Chargers have a winning record or losing record in Los Angeles? Oh, that's funny. Are we, and we're including that year? No. Well, we can. I, I got both for you. Uh, yeah, they have a winning record in LA. They have a winning record. Okay. Including that year, they're 52 and 43. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without that year, they're 42 and 39. Wow. Okay. So they do have a winning record. I also didn't realize that the LA Chargers have a Hall of Fame with two members in it. Uh, two members. Think about that. Lance Allworth. No, he's not in it. He's a guy that's been on our show a shitload of times. Really Ron nice. Mix. Ron Mix. Yeah, well, they retired his number and then put it back in rotation, yeah. gave it to Jacques Césaire because yeah. <laughs> Ron went and played with the Raiders. Yeah, and Ron said straight out, the Raiders paid him more in two years than he made his entire career with the Chargers. Yeah. So he went said, fuck it, I'm Hill. doing it. Yeah. All right, Ron Mix. And the other one's a coach. Uh, Harlan Savari. No, Sid Gilman. Okay. Fuck it, they don't even put Coriel in. <laughs> God damn it. Because he's all San Diego. That's why, why do you assholes want them back here? Yeah, they, they have completely turned the corner. I don't think, I'm trying to remember in my mind, now that you were with me too, we went to the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. There's no Charger Ring of Honor, right? That goes around that stadium? No. Yeah, it's all gone. There's no Junior Seau. There's no, no. LT. There's not, no founts. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing. That's really? it. Gary Big Hands Johnson. Nope. Ring of what? Ring pop? They have completely distanced themselves from their history in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's it. They get every good, well, tomorrow's your anniversary. This is probably a conversation for a later time. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> I'll take Dave out of the equation. For anybody driving, just think of every great girlfriend you had that you lost. And just think if they had the same approach that the Charger fans in San Diego had. You could do anything. You could fucking throw up on in her shoe closet and she'd fucking make you breakfast the next day. God damn. <laughs> I'm a Raider fan. <laughs> well, the Raiders move too. All right. The Raiders worry. are a national brand. That's why it doesn't yeah. matter. Do you understand? Chargers are a national embarrassment. <laughs> That's a good setup. It worked out. That was a good setup. Before I move on to the other stuff, 
the Bob Saget thing happened where Bob Saget ah. passed out, passed out, passed on right uh, before we started our show on Sunday. And Bob had been a guest on our show. He yeah. said 2012. Yep. Okay. So there's certain guys you find out stuff about them after they, they pass and stuff maybe you never paid attention to. But then you find out, for me, I was kind of surprised how loved this guy was. Did you watch the Kimmel thing? I did. I watched great. it. And it's funny. I, I've only seen Kimmel cry on TV four times. Okay. I, feel, I think he cried four times this week. <laughs> He's, did you hear him say he had to record that thing 14 times? Yeah. So, uh, but he cried when his, when his uncle died. Yeah. Who used to sit uncle where Frank. Uncle Frank, where Guillermo is. He cried um, when Kobe died. Mm-hmm. He cried when Rickles died. And then he had a tough time with uh, with Bob Saget. But when he, when you hear the stories about what a nice guy he was, like really a nice dude, yeah. that was, it's good to hear when you hear that, yeah, right? it's great. You don't want to hear the guy was a cocksucker. Hey, I know he's dead. I shouldn't say this, but the guy was a cocksucker. Every time Bob went in to a local restaurant, first thing he did when he got water, he just threw it on the floor. Clean that up. <laughs> Clean that up, bitch. Yep. Clean. No, he was cool. Uh, we got lucky. I don't know how it worked out. But at 1090, when we were there in 2012, fuck, man, we had Bob, Richard Lewis, Jeff Garland. Yeah, we did. Bunch of guys that came through. Uh, Wayne's brother. What was Which one do we have? We had one of those guys, Cheech and Chong. Yeah, Cheech and Chong were good. Chris D'Elia. Yeah. All those guys were great, yeah. man. But we had, I told you, man, those guys were cool. But Bob was just, a lot of them came in studio. Cheech and Chong were in studio. Yeah. Garland was in studio. Bob was just on the phone, but yeah. yeah, he was just a really good dude. But yeah, you have uh, We you went through a stage of a bunch of Saturday Night Live guys for a while, too. Oh, yeah, Dana that? Carvey? Yeah, we had a bunch of SNL guys for a while. That was kind of cool for But that, for I think, was back at 1360. Yeah. Was that? A, nah, you sure? Yeah, Dana Carvey was at 1360. Who was the guy? Um, ah, fuck. He was always on, he was always, he was in uh, Night at the Roxbury with A. Will Whitney Pearl. Brown? No, not A. Whitney Brown. <laughs> Why do you got to ruin this shit? I can completely fuck up my head. Yeah, we had, we had a bunch of those. She having Cheech and Chung in, Cheech and Chung on, was crazy as hell because you and I, that was a big part of our childhood yeah. and just staring at them. And they was, were awesome. They were, it was uncomfortable and it him. was awesome. I did. I felt so bad for, for Tommy Chung. Yeah. That fucking, he got killed by, I mean, just beat cancer and the guy just was smoking him the whole time. Cheech yeah. was killing him. Cheech killed him. This guy, he didn't give a fuck. He was stoned out of his court. <laughs> but yeah, man, Bob, you didn't know. You go, ah, he's just doing radio. He doesn't give, yeah. doesn't give less of a shit. But no, he was really nice. And then, yeah, watching that Kimmel thing, you go, that that was cool. Yeah, sad story. Definitely yeah. terrible. But I mean, with all respect, if if you're going to go, I mean, hotel room, Marty Brenneman used to, or Don Drysdale died used to talk about that. He died in a hotel No, room. I know what it was. Marty said that was one of the main reasons he retired is that's not the way he wanted to go alone in a hotel room. Yeah. But, uh, man, yeah, just sad. Did you hear the 911 call? No. See, I don't like the fact they played the 911 call. I don't like that either. Yeah, they're like, there's a guy in the room, he's laying on his back, his left arm across his chest, a bunch of happy tissues all over the place. No, he didn't say, they didn't say that. But you How hear the 911 call. fuck's the matter with you? A lot. A lot's the matter with me. You do a fucking bit about the guy's 911 call? Hey, let me tell you, that's the funniest thing ever happened to Bob Saget. Bob Saget wasn't a funny guy. He was just a nice guy. Oh, Come on, did you think he was fuck, funny? Dude. Let's be honest. It's like when people are, say they're saints after they're gone. And you know they weren't. Bob said Bob was a nice guy. 
Do you think Bob was a funny guy? Do you ever say it once? Have you heard Bob Saget's new album? <laughs> never. I never. Have you ever put Bob up there as one of the best comedians you ever heard? I. He wasn't. I'm he not, was just a nice guy. Don't well, be afraid well, to answer the question. Well, if it you doesn't change history. Because I can look at your face going, you're just disgusted with yes. me. You're such a fucking bottom feeder. You're just the biggest sack of shit. God, what the fuck happened to you? A lot. All right. A lot. Well, Who hurt you? I know. Who hurt you? <laughs> God damn. Well, yeah, I'm not taking that. No, right, I'm sorry. I'm in that direction. Everything outside yeah. the happy tissues was the 911 call, though. They described everything. His whole position, that they, where his arm was. and You're right. I understand what Marty's saying. You don't want to die in a hotel room by yourself in Orlando, no. Florida. No. At least it's a nice hotel. Yeah. Right. embarrassing to be like, like a Motel 8. Yeah, he puts a tweet out the night before. Or yeah. the, the Instagram post? Yeah. You see, some of the people recorded. He asked everyone, do not record anything or take pictures tonight. And then people, I watched people at the show, and they said, dude, he had like a complete piece about him and looked around the room before he walked off the stage, and they, they said it was awesome. That's wild. George Lopez had that a couple, like New Year's Eve. George Lopez got sick and had to go off stage. Yeah. But he's thankfully good. I love George Lopez. George Lopez is funny as shit. Yeah. Isn't George Lopez, if I got the story wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. He's the one that needed a kidney transplant. Yeah. Got it from his wife and yeah. they divorced his wife mm -hmm. and they got the trophy wife. Yeah. Yeah, that'll probably put you in hell. Uh, oh, you would know. <laughs> I'll see you, George. You would know. Uh, congratulations to our friend Lisa Ann. Okay. Okay, I got to tell you this. So she hasn't been on for a while. No, I thought we we're going to bring her on uh, uh, with this new book. We're going to talk to her about this new book. Yeah. So she's been writing a second book. Yeah. And I read the first chapter of it the other day because it was on. You can check it out. She tells a story about uh, living in L.A. It's about 2015, I think she said. Okay. She gets a phone call. She's there with a girlfriend at her place in L.A. This fucking guy says, I'm in your house. And she looks, and it's her home number. And it was this, they had found a way to, like, spam your phone and say, call from your home number to scare Holy fuck, that is Yeah, scary. really wild, right? So she had said the other day, hey, the book's out on Kindle, or Kindle, and if you can get it, uh, check it out. But eventually, the physical copy of the book will be out. Okay. So I was kind of watching, and you and I had talked about, hey, maybe we'll buy them for the guys in the football league. Well, today she puts a thing out. Um, hey, the, the physical copies of the book are available. We're ready to go. Fucking like 35 bucks a book. Yeah, all you guys in the league, you're on your fucking own. I'm not putting out 350 bucks. Sorry. Plus, your wife doesn't want you reading that anyway, so I did you a favor. So uh, she puts this note out like, hey, I'm running to the post office. I'm doing all this shit. And the book's available. I go, oh, cool. So I go on the link. Takes two seconds to buy it, right? Yeah. Hey, I'll ship it out. I'll do this whole thing. Dude, Amazon. I buy shit from Amazon all the time. You yeah. buy it today. It's amazing when it comes today. Yeah. <laughs> Takes about four hours to get an email yeah. with tracking. And you're like, fuck, this is great. This psycho. I bought a book. A half hour later, my tracking's in. She already had it. Signed off and oh, ready wow. to go. So I just dropped her a note. I just said, hey, congratulations. Uh, I'm traveling over the next couple of weeks. But I said, let's get you back 
so we can hype the book. And goddamn, it was fucking things out of the way. That's so cool. I was like, that's insane. Like how fast it goes. So congratulations to Lisa. Very, very happy for her. And uh and yeah, book should be here in a few days. What's the title? Since my life is better since I met Dave and Jeff. What yeah. What is it? The life back. There you go. So it was the life and the yeah, life back. Let me just see. Fucking shit did she mail? Ah, she hasn't she hasn't fucking mailed it yet. Just created the label lazy. What are you doing? Okay. I'm kidding. It'll go up tomorrow. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> File a charge back on my car. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Her Tom Byron got his fucking book, but whatever. <laughs> One quick yeah. thing. We've talked about this. We'll get Lisa on. Yeah. Our, our friend Mike Sager writes all kinds of crazy books, man. You guys like crazy books. Mike Sager writes the wildest stories, like every cross-section of life. He wrote a book about the Wonderland murders called The Devil and John Holmes. That is outstanding. Crazy drugs, porn, murder, everything. <laughs> That book is wild. But Mike lives like 10 minutes from me, and he's writing uh, Tom Byron's book okay. right now. So I sent Mike a note. You want Tom Byron in here one night? Dude, yeah, yeah, I'm Can sure. You, I do. I, I think. It'd I mean, be it's not just, quite the same as Lisa Ann. I, yeah. Who would you tell him to bring with from the 80s? Dude, just, just bring Kate Parker? Just bring Lysol wipes. I don't know why. I just think Tom Byron's dirty as fuck, dude. Why would you think that? Dude, why would I think that? I don't know. Have you seen what he looks like now? No. I saw him a few years ago on TV. He so still like, like he's 11? He looks like he's 77 years old and hasn't stopped smoking cigarettes. He looks terrible. Very This looks dirty as fuck. I'm judgmental. You bring him to your house. <laughs> hey, Mom. This is Tom. <laughs> hey, don't sit on the furniture. Jack Cade. Here you go. Yeah. Good no, God, dude. Can you imagine that, dude? You, can you yeah, imagine introduce them to your kids? Yeah, fuck. Your mom moved when <laughs> your mom left two weeks yeah. too early. Oh can my you God. imagine having her here? This is our friend Tom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can imagine my mom pulled that same bullshit she pulled with Lisa Ann. Oh, my God. I recognize the face. I can't think of the name. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'd never not. talk to my mom again if she recognized Tom Byron. <laughs> I swear to God. It'd be it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Bring him in. Yeah, let's. I, no, honestly, I add up. Honestly, maybe we'll just him. bring Mike in. <clears throat> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Tom that question though. No joke. If you ever saw Tom, yeah, every, I don't know if people have watched Woods right now would know what we're talking about. If you ever saw Tom in a film, there's always in every single scene, there's a point where he looks like he's in a tremendous amount of pain. Like, what happened, dude? You act like somebody you kicked just, you in the nuts right in the middle of the scene you every just time. charged. Yeah, it's like, dude. Cattle prod. Like, everything looks great. Why do you have that face? Why do you look like what you're- What happened? Yeah, like you're in so much pain for about 10 seconds, every scene. <laughs> Jesus. What's going Jesus. on? Yeah, bring him in. Fuck Maybe it. Maybe we'll just bring Mike in and we'll go from there. <laughs> Mike, I'll talk about all the different books he wrote. Let's put Tom on Zoom. <laughs> I think we should bring Tom Byron and Mike Costin. So Mike just fire up inappropriate questions. Think he's worried about it? Think Tom Byron's worried about what Mike's going to say? Yeah, all right. That's why we just do show meetings right here. Maybe not. 
but we will get to fuck man for a lot of you that like reading those crazy ass books i'll uh well dave starts telling you i'll tell you some of mike's goddamn books okay man. they are god <laughs> so great jesus tom you're naked for for work don't be afraid to do a push-up <laughs> uh yeah devil and john holmes you can get paperback for 10.99 and then this was the other one that was crazy a scary monster and super freak stories of sex drugs rock and roll that's mike sager that's 21 on amazon fuck that was good uh those are the two i know but i know he's got a other collection of short stories of shit that he wrote for like rolling stone and others really yeah he just Dude, he's, I told him, I go, you're right up the alley of this show. Drugs, <laughs> gambling. Uh, and then he's also got a boy and his dog in hell and other true stories. That's a crazy story about a kid in uh, the ghetto that raises pit bulls to fight. And Jesus. it's just, oh, fuck. Mike's like super mellow, lives in PB. I don't know where Sounds he finds dark those. as fuck. Yeah, very dark. <laughs> That's it, but yeah. All right, I think maybe we just bring Sager, and I think you're right. <laughs> hey, yeah, I want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry's the guy you want to talk to when it comes to buying that home, most importantly, selling the home. What everyone's concerned about most and talks about most, how much can I get for my house? People are absolutely amazed right now what houses are going for. We talk about the problem all the time. This is a dream come true, but then where do you move to? What do you do? Brian Curry is the person you need to talk to to handle both. Number one, he's going to get the most for your home. At the same time, he'll be able to find, make that transition easy for you by finding a home that is in the right school district, the right neighborhood for you and your family as you're making a transition. Again, Brian Curry's number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, so important right now for, uh, we're looking at it. Uh, right now, my ex driving to LA, she goes, hey, I think I'm going to put a bid in on a house. I go, you want me to call Brian? She goes, you know what? I don't even know because if they put it out on market, I can't get into a bidding war. And you look at that and you go, I looked at it and I thought about two things immediately. I thought about the seller and I go, well, I hate yeah. to tell you this because I know you love that house. The people selling it would be insane not to put it on the market. The way everything is going right now, unless you're coming in way above their asking price and you're going to pay cash. And she goes, yeah. fuck, I can't. So that's the deal. And it, I looked at it and I said, well, for those two scenarios, you absolutely need Brian Curry on your side because you have the agent that can call. And sometimes you get you let emotion get involved, right? And it's what we always talk about with the NFL. The NFL is successful because they don't let emotion get in the way of doing business. And that's why a guy like Curry is so important because you can look at it and go, well, this is the perfect house. You end up doing too much and then you're in over your head. And same thing if you're trying to sell. So don't make any of those mistakes. Let the guy who does it day in and day out and does it at the highest possible level do it for you, and you will be thrilled. Call Brian Curry. Tell him Dave and Jeff said, hey. Absolutely. Look, today is January 11th as we do this show. One of the most amazing days of the year, right? And I'm yeah. just saying it because we're 10 days in. I'm, what I'm saying is it's just a great day. Out of the 365, today the weather couldn't be any better. Oh, unbelievable. One of those days you're going to wish you had a pool. One of those days yeah. you want to be outside. You don't want to be inside looking at the sunset and everything else. Great family memories. That pool right there is ready to be built. All you have to do is call Taylor Made Pools. Alan Taylor standing by. Ask about available financing. Alan Taylor's the best in the business. Taylor Made Pools, 619 619- Four four nine four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. So funny! It was just a couple of weeks ago. It was rainy. It was cold, overcast, right? And man, Dave, I went to lunch today at about two o'clock this afternoon, 
And you're right. You walked out and it was absolutely what they used to call the Chamber of Commerce Day in San Diego. I'm in Carlsbad, but I would have to think it was the same down here or East County or anywhere in between where you come out and you go, man, this is great. And Dave just said it. It's January the 11th. What do you think the weather is going to be like on March 11th or May 11th or July 11th? All of them are going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, you can celebrate that by having a beautiful tailor-made pool in the background. And you know what, Dave? It's been a while, but we got a New Year's special. Nice. I can hear Amy's little ears perking up. Calm down over there. I go to Barnes & Noble. And who was on the cover of People Magazine? My God, the one and only Valerie Bertinelli. Really? I, I tell you what, Valerie Burton is just a little slice of Americana, right? She is. So Don't disagree with this. No. For the first five people, I don't want Amy to come over here and twist my thumb and tear ligaments. First five people, cash only, it's the Valerie Burtonelli special. Nice. That's it. Yeah. I like it. Right? And come I, on. For, that's a family pool. Let, I just say this. If you go to your class reunion and you walk in with Valerie Burtonelli on your arm, you win. You won the night. That's true. You go to your goddamn fantasy football party and requested's over there telling you how he did in the Yahoo League. It doesn't matter. You just step aside. I'm with Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> how it works. Dan Williams, do you want to talk to him when it comes to your money situation? How's your money situation working for you? Either way, it could always be better. Say whatever you want and think you have your ducks in a row. You probably don't. Dan can sit there and tighten it up for you. If you're a complete mess, Dan can fix that for you as well. Giving great advice on his YouTube channel, the, the Bar Smart Two Minute Tuesday, understanding your cost of debt. Also, Dan wants to get you out of the rental market. You're throwing money away every single month. Let's get you in a situation where you own your first bit of property. Dan's number is 858 688 6813. 858 688 6813. Well, I tell you what, I've worked really, really hard to establish good credit, build a little bit of a cushion, and then all of a sudden, Dave, out of the sky, drop something where you find you're going to get rich. Little did I know that there's a civil action lawsuit going on against the scammers that run this 125. Yeah. And I got two, not one, but two postcards today saying I could be entitled to a cash reward if I take that 125. I sent them on it all the fucking time. Now, I didn't read all the fine print, but I'm pretty sure that if I just sign that card and sign up on the website, I'm going to win $900,000. Good for you. Fuck right, I am. (laughs) He's fucking right. (laughs) These motherfuckers. Like, it's $9 to drive from here to the 54. <laughs> well, they're going to pay up. They're going to pay up. And when I walk out of court, I'm going to yeah. do what my friend Cheech used to do when he was drunk. And he'd walk out of the bar, and he'd see somebody, hey, what's up? He'd go shake hands, and he'd knee him in the nuts. That's what I'm going to do to these fuckheads right after they give me the check. And then I'm going to have to call Dan. Dan's like, ah, oh, that's a great ad lib. <laughs> that's a great ad lib, thanks. Talk about knee guys in the nuts. Dan, when I get that $900,000, i am going to need to know what to do with it. Exactly. So I'm going to call him. We'll get prepared, and then I'm going to go right in, and I'm going to buy a house in Coronado right from under the nose of those mad fryer geeks <laughs> that have been trtrying to move down there forever. But uh, first, got to win all of us. I don't know what what the fuck could they have done on the toll road that would get them sued. I have no idea. You literally, I'm like, I got across. Because I don't want to deal yeah. with the 20,000 lights from the 805 yeah. to get over here. It's my choice. Nobody forced me on. No it. idea. Yeah. But, uh, but goddamn right. 
<laughs> I'm going to tip my money. Stop. Jeff's I'm goofing gonna, on the TV. I'm going to get my money, and then uh, we'll be rich. <laughs> I've not seen that gesture since 1992. <laughs> 92? I thought you were going to say 72. What the hell's wrong? What the hell's wrong with you? Trying to make Jesus. you fucking lose it? Did it work? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Jesus. That was just a joke for me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Fuck it. All right. Kyle, Kyle Fluger's <laughs> going to talk to when it comes to your website, making sure things are working correctly, which means you're drawing business and people are happy, not sitting there writing letters to you saying, I can't figure out what the fuck I'm trying to do. Kyle's the guy that will sit there and make sure your website is one of the best in your business, and he'll sit there and be able to generate money for you, at least uh, trans, uh, transmit information that you're trying to get to your customers. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah, website's so important, and... and uh, I just said so many different things right now because stores, man, we went by today, local sandwich shop, still closed. Can't get people in because not because of COVID or yeah. anything else. It's staffing issues. And, and that could be it, right? With everything else we're dealing with, they're just businesses that can't get people in that can work from eight to five consistently for a thousand different reasons. And so that's why e-commerce continues to be so big and will continue to be big for a very, very long time. That's why you need your website to work well. Make sure Kyle Fluger helps you get there. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much they worth? We're going January 12th. This is actually a big one. Big names here. We always say the certain dates that stand out. You go, wow, okay? A lot of money okay. here involved as well. Big names and a lot of money. Start off with somebody who has passed away. We're going with Rush Limbaugh. Fuck. Rush Limbaugh, 75. Would be 71 today. Died last year. 71. Uh, $200 million. $600 million. Holy shit. I told you, there's a lot of money in this one. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of money, Jeff Bezos. Oh, shit. 56? 57. Uh, I think he's... Oh, fuck, dude. I got to think about this. Hang on. This is our record, obviously. Yeah, Balmer's $56 billion. I'm going to say, God damn, dude. I'm going to say $200 billion. Exactly right. $200 billion. Holy shit. $200 billion. God damn. That's, that's absolutely amazing. It's crazy, man. right? Anytime we get anyone on here when we do this and it's a billion, I freak yeah. out. Going, oh, my God, yeah. it's a billion. This yeah. is $200 billion. I remember he was on like 60 minutes like yeah. 20 years ago. He just was like just cruising around with Amazon. They started selling books. Yes, yeah, he was dying for investors. Nobody yeah. would invest. Wow. Nobody would invest. Thought he was an idiot. You know? <laughs> that'd be us. You big balding idiot. That's what they used to tell. Yeah, we're buying AOL stock because that's what we were told yeah, to do. That's what we were told to do. Holy shit. One of your favorite guys right here, Howard Stern. Oh, fuck. All right. I gotta think about this. I think he's I think he's 68. Exactly right. And I'm going to say uh, $500 million. $1 billion. No shit? Yeah. Makes $90 million a year right now at $1 billion. Holy fuck. Yeah. Good for him. Did you hear him the other day when he was talking about Because if you ever look at Howard Stern, you just type in Howard Stern's houses. Mm -hmm. Number one, the city has the biggest apartment in New York City. Is that right? Then he has the the one in, uh, where's the place in New York? Everyone goes for two hours away. Oh, the Hamptons? The Hamptons. A crazy mansion Palm on the beach. Palm Beach. The one in Palm Beach, he's, he was there, and he said he got lost. 
He said he couldn't even show people where the bathrooms were. He said he had no idea what where he was in the mansion. He does the job of just being the everyday guy yeah. with the money that he has better than anybody. He does. Right? He, he never talks about He'll ask people how much money you have, but he never shares what he has. Yeah. He doesn't like when people talk about his money. Yeah. But he just said that he was in his Florida house. He didn't say it was in a mansion, but it's it's enormous. But he he has always stayed in contact or with a connection with his audience. Yeah. One billion dollars. Wow. Good for him. All right, last one in here. Crazy Kirstie Alley. Uh sixty-seven. Seventy years old. Really? Yep. Uh five million. Forty million dollars. No shit. Yeah. Don't know how. That Scientology took all Maybe the money. she did give it and it's just wrong. Doesn't she didn't write it off. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Well, good for her. Good for her. All right. Speaking of money, okay. Mm-hmm. If you won ten billion dollars or more. Ten billion. Yeah, and which is would be a huge number. But the reason yeah. I threw that number out there for a reason, because I know what I would do with it. Right. Ten billion dollars or more. What would you do with it? Uh boy, that's great. I would Boy, you just start investing in What do you invest? Well, in real estate. Okay. Just like you said with those, yeah. I don't think I'd need a house so big you'd get lost. But yeah, I'd go a few different places, right? Yeah. And then would be great. Then I'd just, uh, I'd wait for my kids to graduate high school, and then we'd fucking travel and do all kinds of crazy shit. On your private great. jet. Yeah. I would, uh, I would buy a pro team. Oh, that's cool. I would buy a pro team. Think about it. If you had $10 billion, yeah. how much would it cost to get the Vikings? Or have the Raiders or whatever. Yeah. Probably three of those. Yeah. Right? And just go no. fuck it. I'm going to buy my, my team. Yeah. I might just or just buy into a team. Right? Yeah. So I don't have to sit there and do the day-to-day operations, but I get the benefit of it. I remember Ron Fowler saying, I think he was on with Ben and Woods, and told the funniest story that when he was a minority owner, when John and Larry owned the team... And he was all excited. They were like, yeah, thanks for your money. Now shut the hell up. Get out of here. <laughs> and, and Rod told the story great. It was really, really funny. Yeah, I might just just invest in a team, right? Where you go, just do enough. But, like, dude, you can buy into the pods. You have, could. Have great seats and just be uh, – God damn, Pete's going to be doing cash calls all the time. I mean, you could buy the Chargers and then on day one just tell everyone in San Diego, we aren't coming back ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> and you know what? We were going to. We were going to come back. But Pete Point Loma is yeah. really, really negative. That's true. And guess what? We don't like it. Can <laughs> you imagine just calling up Pete Point Loma at your press conference? <laughs> it's going to do it, but one guy ruined it for all of you. Good afternoon. This is an exciting day. You know who it's not an exciting day for? San Diego. I was prepared to come here today and announce that we were going to build a gorgeous stadium in Point Loma with no taxpayer money. We're going to level that old shithouse Denny's (laughs) over there. And we're going to build the stadium right there. We're going to build low-income housing. We're going to build Tommy's. And we were going to put a statue of Don Coriel right next to Don Larson. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen because Pete and Point Loma is a dick. <laughs> I'll take your questions. First question, who the fuck is Pete and Point Loma? 
He's the guy who ruined life. Point Loma. <laughs> Only goddamn place in America. I drove down there. We had to be down there like two weeks ago. You're like, there's still a fucking Winchell's Donuts? Point Loma. You got goddamn Winchell's. You go in there, get an apple fritter, but guess what you don't have? The NFL. And you can thank Coronado Pete. Next. <laughs> Dude, it'd be so great. It'd be right there on Sports Center. It's people to be yeah. Googling the guy named Pete and then Point Loma. Yeah. What's his last name? We yeah. got to find this guy's last name. Yeah. Who's this guy that ruined it for the entire city? We were ready to come back. We're going to do everything. We're going to buy 97.3, the fan, and give everybody a 40% raise. And they were going to go to a four-day work week, two-hour shows as a thank you. But guess what? That's not happening. Get to work. And you can thank Pete, too. Who's next? Who's next? Annie Heilbrunn. Oh, my God, dude. That's funny. That's funny. All right, next question. Do you believe in lucky numbers? And if so, do you have a lucky number? Yes. Really? Good. I do. Lucky number's 26. Is that right? Yeah, Van McElroy. Favorite player. That's funny. I like it. Yeah, I used to do uh, 5, 9, 14, 26, and 34, uh, which was... Five was my number in baseball. Yeah. Nine fourteen is my birthday. Twenty six is Van McElroy. Thirty four was Bo Jackson. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, I like, uh, it. I like it. Didn't have six for the Garve in there. No. Uh, you have a number that's bad a, luck for you. That you go fuck. Nothing good happens. Fifty two. Oh, that's funny. It's a weird number. I don't know why I hate fifty two. No, um, I was thinking about this the other day because Trevor Hoffman fifty one, which is well, an odd, which is like an odd, odd number. Yeah. 51 is really kind of a good luck number for okay. a lot of guys in baseball. Randy Johnson, Ichiro. Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus. A lot of guys in, in sports with 51. For the Dodgers, they had Jonathan Broxton, Randy Johnson, you know, obviously, as I think I just said, with a bunch of teams. Yeah. But it's weird. 51 is just a weird number. The number in San Diego that's the lucky number is 19. Yeah, 19 is great. Ted Williams even wore 19 when he was with the Padres in the minor leagues. Right? Yeah. Gwen, Lance Allworth. 21 was always pretty good. Caminetti was 21. Uh, LT was 21. Yep. Interesting, though. 37. I used to always tell Hank, I'm going to get a 37 Rodney Harrison jersey. He loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you have a uh, unlucky you know, it's, number? It's, 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 yeah. It, for some reason, eight. I don't know what it is. Really? Every time I, I wore eight, never, never seemed to, <laughs> to work out well yeah. for me. But there are certain numbers for me, whether it's it's seven or nine, like I've decent yeah. numbers in there. Fuck, I love 25 now. That, that's funny. Yeah, me too. That's for, yeah. for Jake. Cause everything yeah. seems to be 25, but it's um, it, very interesting. I don't know. That's it's just kind of, kind of funny. The other day I saw, I, I, I didn't even tell you, I was at a, a group with a group with a group of people on New Year's Eve, not a huge get together, like 10 people. And there was a guy there that I'd never seen before, never met him before. But when I walked up, he was wearing a necklace with 25. That's all that had, oh, 25. Wow. And I was, you know, obviously spent a lot of time. I was thinking about Jake a lot during the holidays. It was so strange yeah. to see a guy that I've never met before wearing 25 around yeah. his neck. And I asked him, I said, hey, just curious. Why do you wear the 25? And he goes, my grandmother died on the 25th. And he goes, I've had it since I was in eighth grade. Damn. And so I just thought it was weird that, you know, that all, that's all I've been thinking well, about. I've been consumed with Jake. And then uh, I see a 25. Yeah. The picture I have with Jake is from New Year's Eve. Yeah. Interesting. You're yeah. right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's cool. Everybody has a lucky number. If they don't, then they're dumb. <laughs> then they're dumb. All right. If you had to choose one form of public transportation to have to take for the rest of your life, would it be a trolley, bus, train, or subway? A uh, train. A train. Yeah. Above ground. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm with you. You've done the bus deal when you were a kid. You said in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, all the time. We used to do it all the time. I could not. I was confused with those fucking transfers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, wait, this piece yeah. of paper does what? I, I cannot imagine throughout this city what the city bus drivers have to go through. Yeah. Trolley drivers. Coco used to be he, a trolley guy, I think right? he still is. At least you're locked in to your cubicle in there. Yeah. Um, God damn, bus drivers, you're just wide open dealing with all these dummies, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's freaky, man. But I used to take, when I worked downtown at One America Plaza, I would take the coaster from Carlsbad. Okay, I've never been on the coaster ever. Dude, coaster was great. And the same thing. You just see the same people every day. But I, I worked downtown, didn't want to deal with traffic. And so you could do that. And now... Uh, not far from my house, they just extended the trolley line up to La Jolla. Goes right by my my place, and so, dude, it's really important, man. It's expensive to have a car in this city, in this state, and public transportation. We've all been there when you haven't had those times, and I don't know, Dave. I I just see people. You see them walking to the bus or or walking from the bus. I don't have any idea how long they have to yeah. go. And dude, there's a lot of hills in this town yeah. and rain and shit. You see people walking, man. No, I uh, I don't take any of that shit for granted. What yeah. would you do? I would do I do train like you. But yeah. the deal is, man, if I had to rely on public transportation, honest to God, I could never go out. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I just know, I know myself. I wouldn't do it. I'd be that guy with the nicest TV and the nicest couch, yeah. and I'd be in the house all the fucking time. My dad grew up with parents that neither one drove. Really? His whole life. Neither one drove. Like, they'd have to go to the doctor. Let's say he was really sick. What'd they do for groceries? Take the fucking bus to the grocery store. No Get on the bus and and carry the groceries out. They would, if he was sick and they'd go to the doctor, take the bus. Everything was bus. Wow. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, he said they would get in a taxi. Really? That was it. He said, yeah, nobody drove. They were, they were both, both his parents were afraid. Afraid? Afraid. They're afraid to drive. Yeah, you can't live life scared, man. And so they did. They did it yeah. for a long time. Explains <laughs> a lot. You just call my grandparents scaredy cats. Complete. <laughs> All right. Have you ever had a brush with the law? Mm. <laughs> Sounds so stupid the way that question was asked. Yeah. Have Fine. you ever gotten in trouble with the law? I mean, tickets. Yeah, but have you ever been, like, the cuffs on, ever been brought into a police no, station? Never. I'm proud of that, to be honest with you, that I never have. Yeah, no. You? No, I haven't. But we know a lot of people who have. Like, we, you and I know people that have been cuffed at least double digits times. Is that right? Yeah, never a big deal. Yeah, I've been, been arrested. Dude, you would... haven't lived unless you've been arrested. I go, really? Like, dude, I, I like to have one goal, not to go to jail. I would yeah. never want to go to jail. I would not want to spend a night in jail. Never. Yeah. Oh, right. You know? No, I was just trying to think, like, friends of mine. I don't know if any of my friends have been. I don't care if it's for one fucking night, dude. Fuck I wouldn't want to be in no. jail. Uh, yeah, how long How long until they can bail you out? How long are you in I there? Think, I don't know. I'm guessing you're in there. It always seems like in the movies, guys are in there overnight with about 20 other guys sharing one toilet. Oh, that's all you need, right? That's all, that's all you need. Where do you sit? You know what I mean? Like, where are you going to go? Yeah. You tell the guy to scoot over? What are you doing? You aren't falling asleep. Aren't you first looking around going, all right, if I'm going to get my ass kicked, who's probably going to do it? Yeah, who's going to shank me? <laughs> well, hopefully nobody in day one. 
Um, they still have fists. They still punch you right in the fucking face if you doze off. Ow. Yeah, I hate those shows that they show. How many with- times do you think Woods has been arrested? Over or under five? Under. I'll go over. I think probably once for Jay. Text him right now. Now I'm curious for the answer. How many times have you been arrested? Jaywalking. Um, He's the kind of guy that would jaywalk and say, hey, copper, I'm fucking jaywalking. What are you going to do about it? All right, come here, smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> Cop just slaps him. Steve just starts crying. Let's go, Paul. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think if any of my buddies have been arrested. See, I don't really drink. That's the one that I think. The DUIs? Yeah, that people. Yeah, they and, do. and it was funny because they do this shit at Staples Center all the time where they show people. It's like the third period of the game. They show people up on the on the screen, and they carry they hold up these beers. They're like forty ounce yeah. beers, and they chug them. Yeah. And I said to my ex, "I'm like, fuck, you should be the official DUI attorney of Staples Center." Yeah. She's like, "I can't think of anything worse yeah. than being a DUI attorney." She goes, "It'd just be miserable." And I go, "Isn't everything like fifteen thousand dollars to get out?" Like no, she's like it's like five grand. You know, you gotta go to classes and you do a lot of. I thought the going rate for a DUI right now is nineteen thousand. That's what I asked her. Yeah, that's what I was told. She goes, "You got some attorney charging you twelve thousand dollars," but no, I, uh, uh, I have not. Okay, last one for you. This is a bizarre question, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to know what your answer is. Have you ever flown a kite or flown a kite with your kids? Uh, I'm trying to think with them. It would have been with them. You could imagine if you say that's your thing. Like that was your in your Twitter bio. That was great. Love to relax by flying kites. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Good luck. We go to the glider port. <coughs> I don't even know that. that like winding down by flying a kite on a Friday. It's great. We have that big dragon. Paper mache. And Dave, I'll tell you what, the wingspan is 11 feet. Did you hear that asshole Charles Davis doing the game the other day no, during the Steelers I game? Fucking guy. Dude, I love Charles Davis. And he did it. My buddy, did he, he did the, my he did buddy the test. Nick, he did the question, the open ended question. My buddy Nick Kennecke loves the Steelers. And I was texting because he, he makes yeah. me do Charles Davis for him all the time because it's he and I, he worked on Kaplan's show. So Charles would show up over there. Fuck it, in the third quarter. And Ian, they ran this play in the second quarter. And what happened? Ian's like, what? <laughs> they gained four yards. They went off tackle. Dave, you remember when Georgia and Alabama played the first time and Bryce Young lined up kind of off guard. He did it a couple of different times. But if you look back at the second quarter, what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was incomplete. <laughs> Fucking guy. But I was just thinking. Dude, imagine if you were like one of his kids and you're at the dinner table. Dude, he's That's the all nicest, he's doing to you. I know. He's the nicest guy. Like, you can't be mad at him, but. Uh, Holy every, shit. Every time with that guy. That is so fucking funny. Uh, but I was just thinking, Charles, yeah, I had a kite. I took my kids. We went to the glider port. We had the big dragon. What do you think the wingspan was, Dave? I don't know. Nine inches? No. It was 27 feet. I'd have flown in. <laughs> From Barbados, custom made on the beach. Oh my gosh! Um, no, not that I remember. I don't uh, think they what? were ever into it. No one's into it. That's my point. You weren't into it. Your kids aren't into it. I'm not into it. 
Fuck kites and fuck yo-yos. Ah, yo-yos, hula hoops, all that stupid shit. Now, the thing that they had that we used to love, because I had them when I was a kid, you had the airplane glider that was made out of, like, balsa wood, and you would... Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they'd slide the wing in, and they fucking... Hey, throw it one time, then you got to figure out how to get the wing back on. Yeah, or get it out of the tree. Yeah. Shit. Good times. Yeah, we had things like that. But uh, no, I don't. I don't ever. I, oh even gosh. when they were like five or six, yeah, I don't ever remember them. I think they had kites, yeah, but I don't ever remember them having the patience to take. Them. They're two most impatient little bastards you'll ever meet. No, was Josh into kites or no? No dude. way, Jake was into it. No way. No way. Neither one of them were into it. No. So, all right, that's uh, it. All right, are we back Sunday? Yeah, we'll uh, see everybody back here Sunday night. All right, good deal. Door. I laugh so hard I'm a little boy.